Hello everyone, and welcome to Renfield's Cast, the Harmontown of retro RPGs. I'm Robin, that's Oliver, oh, but oh shit, what's this? Crawling up out of the orchestra pit. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's Jonathan Langdale. Hello. Hey John, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Does somebody want to talk about skeletons? I've been digging skeletons lately, for sure. I've been sort of scraping the internet for dumb skeleton things. Um. <laughs> Could you clarify your position on skeletons for me? Because I've heard you say a lot of strange things about them. <laughs> like, like screaming texts out of nowhere about jellied skeletons? Yeah, yeah, like those. I finally find a use for Facebook Messenger's thumbs up button. Uh, just when you <laughs> like, I've got no other response, it's great. <laughs> um, my views on skeletons. Um, I think they're kind of fascinating, but they've always bugged me because they're like a um plot device MacGuffin thing. They're like, you need stuff. Here's some stuff. Skeletons are always just like a wizard appears. He has skeletons. Surely that makes them an anti-plot device. Then they're completely interchangeable. They're just something that you need to slog through. Is that your issue? With yeah. So no one really thinks about them because they're such a fantasy trope that like any necromancer can just bust skeletons out of the cobblestone and also like how do the skeletons feel about this they're like stormtroopers no one ever like <laughs> takes off their helmet or like asks them a question or sees if they can talk one of the things i think is wrong with skeletons is they're not scary they should be really scary someone's raising dead bodies from the ground that isn't like something you learn in like school it's not like hey you go to school here's a bunch of skeletons but all parties i agree completely about the trope i had a friend introduce me to warhammer fantasy roleplay which i really liked the classes were interesting and dynamic one of the things that I really liked is the insanity point thing. And I think skeletons can be cool if you're having to make willpower saves. Like, if it's like, holy shit, something's raising this from the dead. This is weird. This is supernatural. I always wondered that about insanity points and fear points kind of systems. Because, you know, the traditional fear mechanic where your character fails a fear save and then has to flee maximum flee away from the thing that's shocking it so hard it's it's kind of the opposite of being scared i don't know you'd like you're just sitting there as as it's as it's puppet master going you fucking dickhead get back in there and like snot that thing i guess i always wondered whether insanity points i've, ne I've never played with something like that adds to the fear i agree with the warhammer fantasy role-playing system it doesn't really um say you have to run but the thing is once you get enough of them your character starts developing some really nasty traits like psd like basically your character can just become like a gibbering wreck if you don't look after it mentally so you're racking up these points and then you roll on a big ass chart and it can be anything from you have a slight tick to you see ghosts everywhere and you now drink your own urine or something ridiculous like you are like a gibbering wreck that's weird because um I've more read about 40k like Space Warhammer, but like if there's one thing about Space Warhammer is that <laughs> every Space Marine seems to be like mentally just like rock solid or full on chaos demon lord. 
um, and there'd never seem to be any in between. This is worth clarifying, I think, because Warhammer kind of has that thing of you're battling with heroes and Warhammer fantasy roleplay is very much like gong farmers mugging rats for coppers. My first character was uh, a camp follower, which, well, which otherwise meant I picked up dead people's shit and like scavenged through rags, or I was a prostitute. It's such a good system because like one of the strongest classes you can roll to begin with, in my opinion, is the fisherman. Because they're strong. They, like, go out rowing. And you're like, fuck yeah, I'm a fisherman. Like, I'm pretty... I know I have navigation skills. I can get my own source of food. I'm pretty burly because I'm, like, ch- uh, like catching with a spear all day long. And that's, that's like, one of your top-tier, like, top-tier classes. One of my favourite heartbreakers, someone d- making their own little rules hack system, is... Basic D&D combined with original Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. It's called Small But Vicious Dog, because a small but vicious dog is one of the starting equipments on Warhammer (laughs) Fantasy roleplay. Um, And it only goes up to level three with the expectation that if you survive until level three, you've been playing the game wrong. You're just a couple of shit guys who are not supposed to be adventuring. You're going to be eaten by skeletons in your first adventure. I was going to say that's one thing that the skeleton is missing. They're always clean. I, I have a bone to pick with that. Yeah. They're bleached bones all the time. I've been digging real deep into like different blogs and stuff and posts about skeletons and what they do and why they exist and a lot of them involve scrubbing each other's bones clean or the fact that a lot of them just jump in and out of meat meat suits one of my favorite ones i think it's from um the blog a wizard's kiss which has been uh inactive for a while i believe but um one of their greater ones is often a skeleton doesn't even know it's a host for a skeleton so when you go to sleep at night, you're just a town baker and you go to sleep and the skeleton schloops out of your meat suit and leaves your skin and uh, meat on the bed and then just goes cavorting. Like it just goes around smelling flowers and singing and shit. And uh, if you see it and it sees that you've seen it, to hide its secret shame, it'll um, hunt you down inexorably to save its secret identity, basically. But every morning it climbs back into its meat suit and goes around being a baker and the baker doesn't know that a skeleton's running off in the middle of the night. So given that, if you've just hacked your way through a small dungeon of like 20 skeletons, say, there's an entire tiny town. There's so many dead bakers. Yeah, they're like weird changelings. I love the mythology of changelings, is that they just do weird shit at night. And there's uh, quite a few, like, I don't know if there's some underlying mythology that people are referencing here from the real world or something, but a lot of alternative skeleton, like types you'll find them just being adorable and cavorting and like playing like the um marimba on their their bare like ribs and shit like that and the idea is they're trying to tell you that it's really fun being dead and you should definitely try it and like often sort of lure you into it which is super creepy and i like that that like they're actually like one step ahead of you and they're like guys we're having fun here and they either the reason they're going to kill you is to either, like, bring you into their cool party-all-night skeleton club or to save you from ruining it for everyone, like, being a narc. 
they call the cops on a cool skeleton graveyard party, basically. Yeah, there's definitely something to that. Hey, like, if you're spiked in the head and killed and then brought back as a zombie, then you're shit. You don't retain any knowledge. Your brain is rotting. You just need to put shit in your mouth and you moan. But if you get rid of all that worldly stuff, it's just only bones remain, all the organs are out, all everything gone, then, I don't know, the demonic capriciousness that you had when you're alive is just in your bones and that's all you've got left then the skeletons have a better time. Yeah, and a lot of them, like, they just be, like, curious. Like, they're trying to make you like them is another thing. Um, so they've forgotten what flesh is all about and that you need it. So they'll try and just remove your flesh as they're like, oh, it seems like your coat is stuck, sir. Like, let me help you out of that fleshy body. <laughs> just tear your flesh off as a kind of, like, that, let me get that for you. <laughs> that stuff's so cool. I really do like that. But it... Uh... It's kind of like haunting. Like, I love haunting in games. I had a campaign I was running, and I had a ghost in it, and the ghost basically couldn't interact with the players. They didn't know it was a ghost to start with, and it was kind of like just moving through them, and they didn't know what was going on. There was history and lore behind it, but they hadn't uncovered that yet, and they were like, what the fuck? What's it going on about? And like you said with the skeletons, I think there's so much potential. Like, as you said, why don't they talk? Why don't they... It opens up... I think it opens up them so much more as a creature. As you said, if you're like, make me like... I'll make you like me. I'm going to sound like I'm flogging a dead horse here. But if there was some willpower check or something just saying, this isn't... This shouldn't be happening. Like, or wanting to give in... Or, like, the main evil being, like, you can get a mace, hit it on the ribcage, it smashes and bits. But what it could do to your willpower, how it could scar you otherwise, would mean, like, I'm not going to get close to it, like, give you a bit of tension. Whereas they're totally, you just go up, see it, go, ha, 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 bonk on the head, and you're like, well, done. Or perhaps they're just misunderstood in that, like, maybe they can't talk because they're not equipped for that, and, like, all these weird things we're making up about them dancing or trying to drive you crazy or just being a puppet, like, no one knows because no one sits down and, like, works out an elaborate code system to communicate with skeletons because fucking hell they're like a they're like a they're like a walking memento mori like there would be a brilliant npc you could add in who is a wizard who just tries to crack the sign language of skeletons like some academic who got like a grant and is just like hanging out in catacombs like tapping his ribs trying to work out basically my like my my like nightlife for the last week I'm going to read blogs about skeletons until I understand them. <laughs> In 3.5, one of the coolest prestige classes I thought was the Pale Master. It's like a badass necromancer, and you have to spend two days in a sealed tomb or week, some amount of time with an undead creature. And basically, the idea is you learn about it, and I'm just imagining now it's just them tapping on ribs or trying to like make some sign language and that's how you communicate that's how you control the undead instead of being like dark magic it's just knowing the sign language to say fuck him up for me please (laughs) um yeah 
I get you. I understand you. I, no one I else. I read did. some um, <laughs> a lot of like uh, the natural philosophers or like the precursor to scientists, basically before peer review and all that stuff. And I was reading all these 1600s texts from the first people who started to care about bones. Because bones were considered dross, like all the intellectual phys- physicians and stuff, and the alchemists and all that. People who had money were like, okay, bone injuries, that's peasant shit. You give bone injuries to, like, plumbers and barbers, that's who would fix bone injuries. They were all about humors and fucking, like, magical whatever they thought was flowing through our veins um, and all this stuff. The few people who bothered to look at bones... They can, like, one guy, there's a guy called Galen from the 1620s, and he's writing, Bone is generated out of semen fat and earth by the power of heat and innate spirit. He based his conclusion on the fact that bones are cold and dry. They're really obsessed with temperature, because bones are always cold. Um, <laughs> bone is, however, moister than hair, because bone is derived from blood and its fume is dry. They're boiling them and, like leaching oil through them and concluding that clearly they're made out of just solid, compacted semen. Because they're white and cold, that's their reasoning, and they're, like, less... What is it? They're moister than hair. So, um, yeah, just keep in mind that bone may or may not be compacted semen. That's all I want to say. That's important to me. (laughs) That's out there. (laughs) That's... Does that mean being a necromancer (laughs) and making and raising your own skeletons has, like... A whole different, like, you just have some guy locked in a room making bones. Masturbatory connotations, yeah. Talk about a boner. Oh, Oh, God, (laughs) like, cutting himself and putting bone and, like, just mushing, getting, like, a mold, like, you know, just, like, mix. Oh, God, that would be, like, some hobgoblin or some gross... Gross braces way of necromancy, like sure. yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I I always wondered why, like skeletons always show up in pl- in plundering ancestral tombs, right? And it's always like your own ancestors that end up being plundered. When you're talking about the talking to skeletons thing and whatever, there's there've been so many fantasy computer rpg games i played where you just like start off like kicking down the door to the ancestral temple and then going in and then all your great great grandfathers trying to get in the way you just smash them to pieces on your way to collecting their holy armor the reason that i'd love skeletons to talk is so that they could you know shame you for your modern ways of living and, like, for diluting the bloodline and all this shit. Undead conservatives. What happened if they're just, like, socialists? They're like, you're capitalist. You're aiding our gold. You're not considering, like, all of us who got here. Like, if they're secretly Marxist, like, they don't want the gold to be given to the bourgeoisie. Like, they know it wait, will... They, wait, wait, know. wait, wait. They're burying their like, treasure. Doomsday prepper skeletons. They're burying their treasure in a, in a like, stone tomb to save the economy? <laughs> okay. If this money stays in circulation, inflation will go through the roof. This cannot be. Bring me the court necromancer. <laughs> Is he in his cabin again? Did he lock the door? <laughs> I guess in a communist society, like a communist skeleton-based monetary society, everybody would be 
mandated to learn just a trifling bit of necromancy so that when you get huge mobs of them together they can get some semen skeletons happening and and some some gold buried under the earth why are they defending gold if you're dead the the classic line is you can't take it with you Whereas, like, the no, no, no way, man. That's a that's modern thinking. There, you gotta yeah. hoard your gold so that in the next life, because that's where it's like spiritual armor. These fucking flesh bags running around just want to spend it on bullshit. But no, you need that to buy your way through the underworld. Is the <sighs> idea like you die, you go to the river, you give them the gold? Surely you could be like one week. I'm going to have myself sorted in the underworld. Like, I'll have all my shit paid, and then you can come get it. Like, if you if you had necromancers and people who literally talk to ghosts, you could surely communicate and find out, like, how the system works. You could be like, well, I only need this many bags of gold. Like, ugh. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, firstly, I love the idea that this, I mean, the, the communist skeletons, right? They're not going <laughs> to fucking pay to cross the river. They're going to set up camp on the, on the, like, si- on the wrong side of the river and just start building their utopia there and trying to convert everybody that comes through. They're just like, look, I just want to get to the river. They're like, no. Can I, can I rip off us. the whole communist skeleton society thing? Uh, Cause that's another thing I thought about a little bit is, um, Skeletons often don't want to be skeletons, so I was imagining um, this kind of like um, society of skeletons. And the necromancer died; he is, you know, got slain. He's gone, but all his slaves are like their souls are bound to these rotting bones, and like they can probably only be released by like battle or death, protecting what is his. So you get all these weird skeletons that are just trying to hold it together until the next adventurer rocks up and puts them out of their misery. But in the meantime, you've got hundreds of years to develop a culture and chill out, talk, and, like, write fucking skeleton books. I don't know. So is there, like, a whole community of skeletons out there with, like, no necromancer, but they're stuck doing the job that they were summoned for? Yeah, so you go to, like, plunder the, this ancient treasure, and you discover that all the, the skeletons have come along and, like, bent all the shit into weird shapes, like these ab- amazing old statues and stuff. They've hacked them to pieces and built new, weird, incomprehensible yeah. forms out of them. They've te- torn all the pages out of the book and wrote no, written over the top in charcoal. Or they're cannibalizing them for parts. Like, if, if your earthly body, like, we, we get old our bodies break down, then we die. They get old, their bodies continue to break down, but they don't die. So if you die as a skeleton, you're like a skull on a shelf forever and no one's going to kill you. So you want to die in battle to get this over with. So you could like repair your skeleton. There's a cool Japanese thing called, I think it's Kitsunagi, Kintsugi, I think, where you glue things. If you break precious pottery, you glue it back together with gold and enamel. So there's all these beautiful... um, repaired pots it's a whole art form in itself repairing them beautifully so you can have these skeletons that are like patching themselves up with like molten gold or something cannibalizing the treasury um just so they can make it through to a clean death um (laughs) it's like hundreds of years yeah and they don't want to be skeletons they could just become like masters of disguises they could spend all their time just getting like their skills huge so you go into a tomb and you just think it's full of mute people and it just turns out to be skeletons. <laughs> They're all trying to look like humans. March, 
Like, they just got, like, clay and, like, glass eyes, and they're just, like, jangling around. And if you're, like, really dim, you're just like, oh, <laughs> like, this is weird. Uh, I thought you were going to go with, like, this is how they end up in those meat suits. The other thing I thought was where you just have them making grills for themselves, like, melting down, like, reinforcing and just becoming, like, that Damien Hurst skull. Totally, like, bedazzling everything. And that's one way to protect the treasure, encase yourself in it. I I always think of them as this kind of, like, wage slave. Remember the um, zombies in Fallout? How they're, like, the ghouls, I think they... No, the intelligent ones, at least. They're not ravening, slavering, I'll eat your bone marrow. They're like accountants who happen to be undead and are just trying to, like, hold it together and not be oppressed. Well, yeah, they're the most reasonable people yeah, in, the, yeah. in the whole of yeah, they, Fallout they, they, 1 they Skeletons just being like, look, I, I've been here a hundred years, I've learned to smith, and like, gem work is my um, forte, and like, maybe if you walk in there and, like, if you have a speak with dead spell or something, you can, like, reason with them and be like, look, I'll kill you and your child. You won't be eternally bound to your skeleton anymore because I'm a righteous adventuring cleric. In return, can you just smith me some sweet armor or, you know, can I have some of those gems? <laughs> I like the idea that they've had a long time to get civilized. I've been doing research into ancient Persia recently. And cool. a lot of what we know about Persia and the the civilizations that that Persia ate on the way to becoming the humongous empire that it was, is entirely through bodies and, like, physical artifacts that we found, because they're living right on the cusp of written history. They're in complete darkness for us. We don't know what was going on with them. And it's complete darkness right before the light. Only a few hundred years later, you've got Alexander the Great going around documenting absolutely everything that he does because he's got scribes with him and shit. For ancient Persia, you've got no idea. But a couple of the interesting things that arise from this is that you can see things like, for them, the body of the king in battle, should the king fall, it was really fucking too important to retrieve the body of the king because you know you have to have him laying somewhere nice and so you can see a couple of the ancient persian mummies like they didn't get to them for a while and they've just been laying out in the battlefield before they could drag them home it's kind of like retrieving the flag yeah or that whole like in every video game ever if you kill the like big boss everyone's just like well guess i'm going home like nope (laughs) there goes our paycheck um everyone just immediately stops trying to kill you yeah but like that but they're like no you can't have the big boss like imagine that you kill (laughs) the big boss and then this whole army like all these minions are gonna flee but they're not gonna let you have the corpse or anything on it either that would be the best like mmo mechanic Um, is like the army's actually pretty cool until you try and loot someone and then they're like no that's in the family Dude, what happens if that's all that triggers skeletons? What happens if you go into a dungeon and then they're like, the moment you touch anything of value, like, they activate. So you just go into a room and it's like, skeletons doing marimbas, trying to get, like, bits of dead cow and make, like, muscles and, like, trying to look like a human and then you touch, like, one gold piece. Oh, okay, so they're already activated. They're not just slumped in corners. That's cool. I like that. Like, if there was, like, some spell saying, if gold is touched, then you kill everything. I have only just done this, actually. Uh, I forget what the name of the blog post is. It's up on my blog. But the dungeon where you go down a well, and then there's just a bunch of corpses 
bumbling around tending to stuff. They're the janitors, basically, but they don't object to the players being in there or anything. It's only once the players start to activate the weird arcane machinery in there, which brings out their direct enemies, which will attack and kill them, and turn the dungeon from, like, a nice, clean-lit place tended by um, zombie janitors into... Um, into a hellscape, yeah, I, I finally got to run that the other day, and it was fun, it was definitely nice to see people run it, and like, wait, there's these corpses, and, uh, warring, they think they're like gonna be a problem sometimes. Yeah. Makes them a bit more engaging Yeah, I mean, I've describe. seen skeletons of, like, half-rotted animals and stuff, and, like, let alone being stabbed by a nice shiny white skeleton, just being hugged by, like, strings of rotting flesh that look like silly putty and like slime and like hair clumps of hair like that shit is nasty um yeah in the water oh god they've all been bathing in the river <laughs> that's how they stay so white they've been bathing in the river upstream and everyone's getting weird diseases because that's always a thing like uh, if you're camping like look up the river because if there's a dead bear rotting in the next pool then you're all gonna die but it's just skeletons sneaking down and having sneaky baths and polishing their bones. Polishing their bones, if you know what I mean. Midnight baths, only on the full moon. Yeah, well, th this is your quest hook, right? All right, we've we've got to wrap this up, but I'm I'm gonna leave you with a quest hook. The quest hook is there's a peaceable town of skeletons up the river, but you you've been charged to go up there and put a stop to their baths. Like you've got to close down their bathhouse because it's fucking disgusting it's it's turning everybody in your medieval town pestilent before we wrap this up i want to reinstitute a a previous failed segment and see how we go i want to bring back uh shitty npc voices segment yeah a drunk person tried to, a drunk stranger at the bar tried to force me to do a christopher walken accent yesterday like persistently for like 10 minutes Oh yeah, this will be just like that. Alright, so so Ollie, first up, do you have a voice for John to perform? Oh god. I'm gonna need a little Goblin King. Uh In the pool you'll find lots of skeletons. And I want you to go to skeletons and smash them in the head. Hey Goblin Power <laughs> I'd follow that. I'd follow that voice. Yeah. So I have one for Ollie. This one's easy to do, but it's a classic and a favourite of mine. Crazy old hermit. Now, nah, wandering travellers, I see. Oh, please, you must help me. I have a problem. My bathhouse. Every full moon, the skeletons come out to bathe. The moon tans. The bones. It smells so bad. The hot, soupy mess of flesh. <laughs> oh, my bones. My poor bones. Dude, that was killer. That was... Old Hermit is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is a real mindfuckery one. I want you to do a hobgoblin voice, then a goblin voice, and me and Ollie have to work out which one's the hobgoblin and which one's the goblin. <laughs> is that too much to ask? No, no, here we go. Alright, so so what would, a, what would a hobgoblin voice be like? Um, 
Jerry took your things and we put them in the well. You'll never get them now that they're down in the well. Um, and... Dude, that's That's great. number two. That's so good. Uh, um... The adventurers come along. Behind them, we skewer them with pointy spikes. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, that was so good. Which one was the Hobgoblin one? The deep one. Hobgoblin was the second one. They're a little bigger and beefier, aren't they? Yeah. Cool. I thought that was a bit obvious, but I was trying to think how to make that, like... Uh, Look, D&D D- D- isn't renowned for being <laughs> subtle, Robin, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> mm. I want a skeleton voice. <laughs> Which is, I don't even, they don't have vocal cords. Uh, so. Listen, friend. We bathe in the bathing house, for we must be clean. Have you ever seen skeleton with non-glistening bones? I think not. Please do not disturb the bathing of the skeletons. It would be most unfortunate for us and for you. Oh, it turned into a Russian bathhouse. That was good. <laughs> That's so great. Dude, fucking that was the Banya steam bath. They're all whipping each other with sprigs. This has been Renfield's cast. Uh, we're done. See you later. Yay. Thanks for joining us, John. Yeah, thanks for having me.